big rocks and all that sort of thing. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and, and welcome to a very special edition <laughs> Um, uh, first edition of 2024 of the Mick Wall podcast featuring, and what's your name again? Yes, yes. <laughs> Very funny. And, 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 and what do you do after, for a living? Yeah, after I've struggled through the flooded lands ah, to get here. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, we live. We rivers live, we burst live, its banks. We live in a in a in a rural area, and um, yes. So let me. I'll set the scene. So yes, I I scene. drove through this. Oh, you did. You're like a ride drowned, on storm. Drowned England through yes. you know various bits where the the river was coming up over the road and so on, and arrive at the door to. And I had already been told yesterday via a message from you to arrive not before quarter past 11. Right, right. Because you had a, a quote, a story to finish. Very important. Very story. important. So I walked in at, I think about, if I'm not mistaken, 11.21 was when I walked through the <laughs> if door. If you're not mistaken. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I said to you, have you finished the story? And I said... And you said, <laughs> no, not quite. Not quite, you see. And I said, what is it? Oh, like, you know, 10,000 words. And, and you said, what did you say? It was a 500-word <laughs> review. 500 words. But you see, John... 500-word review. But you see, John... That was going to take you till quarter past 11. <laughs> no, And no. you hadn't finished it. No, you said, you said, I'll be there 11 or so. Yes, initially, so because I didn't think because I thought, oh, you would set aside the morning to do the podcast because we oh. hadn't done them for a while. Oh, I'd set yeah. aside the morning, yeah, yeah. as well, I had done. Oh, as you had done. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, you know, um, some of us set afraid, aside John. the other set aside the other morning as well when you then phoned up and moaned that you had insomnia or something, <laughs> so we didn't do it. Wow. <laughs> Wow. wow. Well, you, that, I was just sparing you the journey because so we you, literally were flooded you were, out. You were probably thinking, oh, I've got to write 500 words <laughs> on Ronnie James Dio. No, I'm... no, I, I, I had insomnia. <laughs> I did. I was like, oh, yeah. fucking night. And of course, you know, with insomnia, when do you finally get to sleep? Yeah, it's like about, uh, about when I messaged you at about, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, no, I wasn't well. Oh, yeah, it's the stress. Love. The stress. Plus, also, when you say give the morning, well, you're, you know, driving around listening to cricket podcasts. <laughs> I'm in here doing deep research. No, you're not. You're trying to do 500 words. You said to me, oh, it's 500 words. It's a story behind the song on the last in line. That's what you said. But you mustn't reveal. Oh, no, because that's, 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 oh, my God, you know, Mojo and Q will be going, oh, <laughs> why, why didn't we think of that? 
the Daily Express will be saying, oh, surely that's our next cover story. Well, you, you know, you never know, we'll do you? We'll knock Princess Diana off the headlines. <laughs> Fits the Express, because, probably Boris. Because Mick Wall has finally revealed the story behind the last in and line. And it's a very, very interesting story, but... Uh, uh, you'll have to wait to read it, I'm afraid. What magazine is it for? Classic Rock. Classic Rock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look Classic out for rock. that. Or as, or as Lauren Laverne still says on her radio show, make a note in your diary. Yeah, right. yeah. because yeah, we... Do you make a note in your... You know, on the... I will in this case, because I do want to know what the story behind the last well, one it's, is. It's, it's because it begins... If I'm not mistaken, that is the song that begins with the words, we rock to the witch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, which that, is that, that's a clue. somewhat opaque, isn't it? Well, unless you see what comes next, you see. Because yeah. not only does he rock to the witch, but you'll just have to find oh, out. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, cliffhanger. Yeah. Cliffhanger. So, uh, no, I didn't. I, I, I've nearly finished it. Yeah, that's right. It'll be finished by this afternoon. Yeah, and yeah. when did they want it? Last Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's not. But they see, know. The, the thing is, John, when you when you're ex, when you're expecting five hundred words, I mean, you can't <laughs> you can't be well, not thinking that will come in on time. You see, John, the problem is, as you know, as one of my former editors, yeah, yeah. I am a perfectionist. I knew I knew never to give you assignments of five hundred words. <laughs> I am a perfectionist, you know. Now, because the problem with five hundred words is it's too short yeah. for you to just go back into your computer and copy and paste something you've previously written from an old interview. How dare you! It is. How you know, dare you! Oh yeah, I, re- I actually did something like that in nineteen eighty-three. <laughs> Let me just <laughs> copy and paste. You that. know, I'd never thought of that, but no, now no, you come no. to mention it, no. I, I, I probably five hundred words. Five hundred words material. almost demands that you start again. It sort it's of actually does, quite, yeah. It's actually quite a canny bit of commissioning. I take my hat <laughs> off. To whoever has asked you to do this. Now, you see, when you're a perfectionist and, and when your contacts are as extensive as my own. That's right. That's a lot of... Yes, but... Who, you're across a lot uh, of shit. And they're not the two you're co-writers of this... You're across a lot this, of shit. Well, the co-writers of this epic song both... You know, currently, sadly, no longer with us. Sadly, no longer able to corroborate. I yeah. mean, no, lo- no longer with us. That's, That's right. right. That's yeah. right. Well, that, which is what keeps it interesting. Yeah. You know, which is yeah. why, you know, you have to keep the legend alive, John. Well, yeah. yeah. There you go. But, I mean, could you not just turn to page 251 or whatever it is of the Ronnie James Dio collaboration that you wrote? The autobiography. The autobiography of Ronnie James Dio. I hadn't thought of that, John. Uh, Completed but now you in, in but now uh, you know, quotation marks by his old friend. Very old friend. Very old friend. Very old friend. Long-standing ally. Yes. Defender of the faith. Yes. Me. Yes. Yeah. Fellow, as is well known. Fellow a, rocker to the witch. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Now, listen, that's all very interesting. Um, but... Let's get on with the show. Oh, okay, yeah. I, uh, as, as mentioned, I've been doing some very deep research, not just looking online. No. You know. Hoping against hope that something happens over Christmas. No, no, no. See, that, as I, as I said, professional to the tips of my toes. Now, here is some 
marvellous stuff I'd like you to perhaps, you know, have your say about. Yeah. Uh, Christmas, what a time. What a time. <laughs> there was, uh, I expect you were how at did, this uh, How did Stephen Wilson's Christmas song go? Because in the last episode we did, I don't remember much about it, but I do remember Stephen Wilson had just released a Christmas song. We played it. Yeah, but I was wondering if it sort of got to number one or something. I think it was the Christmas number one. I think one. it probably I was. I think it yeah. was, yeah. because yeah, I did hear that Shane McGowan's one didn't get to number one. Because... So I was presuming Stephen Wilson's... Stephen Wilson's December Stephen Skies. Wilson's rapid knockoff of um, the Greg Lake one. There's no, nothing rapid about using AI. <laughs> That's right. It's more instantaneous than right. rapid. That's right. It's all coming back to me now. That's brilliant God, idea. that seems like a long time ago. Well, because a friend of I hear he's challenged him to he's doing, a, he's doing a whole album like that now. Christmas songs. No, no, AI. Stephen Wilson? Yeah, apparently. You, you heard that, did yeah, you? Well, I didn't. Where did you hear I, that? I'm thing? imagining that's probably what he's thinking. Yeah, I yeah. imagine that's probably not what he's, he's thinking. He's seen, hang on, I knocked out a Christmas song in no time. So I'll have an album ready in a couple of weeks. Do you know what I should do? I should get AI... And yeah. I should say, write me a 500-word yeah. <laughs> review of, in the style of Mick Ward. Yeah, of what? About, I don't know, random, The Last In the Line. The Last In Line by Dio. For example. For example. Yeah. Just picking yeah. randomly from yeah. a hat. Yeah. Marked deadlines. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, John. Anyway, John. Um, uh, listen to some of this. This is pretty amazing stuff you're going to find out here. This is all people talking about the coming year, you know. And did you know, um, did you know that Anvil, Anvil have an album coming out this year? And Lips, right. Mr. Anvil yeah. himself, uh, did an interview uh, online uh, before Christmas uh, where... The headline was, this is a direct quote, John, from Lips. Uh, quote, the songs were totally written before I showed them to the other guys. <laughs> what? The so- Lips is saying, for, on the, on, uh, Lips on the upcoming Anvil album, right. quote, the songs were totally written before I showed them to the other guys. Right, yeah. It just made me laugh. Well, what what is it what so he's trying to say that he uh, i think you're 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 read the way you're reading it out oh, is that oh. he's telling some kind of massive lie no 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 no, oh, no no like, no no like you did about the do oh i've totally done that <laughs> 500 word piece yeah yeah i've done it yeah i'll send it to you later but the problem at the moment is my wi-fi doesn't there work there you go yeah there you go that. and the you read it out in that sort of, of voice garden. the way i heard it when you read it was yeah I had totally written all of the songs before I even showed them to the other guys. Yeah. That's the way I hear that. That's how I was saying yeah. No, you weren't. That's yes, well, that's how you heard it is one thing. What I meant is clearly another. Well, I'm just laughing at the fact that... What, that anyone else in Anvil might have written a song? No, I'm just <laughs> laughing at the fact that um, he, he decided... He wouldn't play anything to the guys until it was all done. Yeah. So yeah, it's that's fait accompli. That's what I would do. That's exactly what I would do if I was writing an album. There's no way. Because it's like writing a feature, isn't it? You don't send it in when it's halfway through. No, I don't think it's or like it's, writing a feature. A You're book. a bloody you band. You you, if you're writing a book, you don't like halfway through send it to the editor and go, well, this is what it's I've done It's not a so book. Far. It's a bloody Anvil it's, album. Yeah, so? So it's, it's still it? his thing. Yeah, but it's still his thing. 
It's still oh, his. Fuck's sake. Okay, moving on. Moving on. I think uh, it's going to. I can't wait for you to stick up for all these people. <laughs> More people talking about their long-awaited album. Um. Uh. Here we go. Pearl Jam guitarist Mike. McCreary. Oh, I think you're going to say Stone Gossard. Is Stone Gossard still in it, or is he dead or something? Well, there's a picture of them, and I, the only one I recognise is Edward. Eddie yeah. and Mike McCready. I, um, I was looking at which maybe one they've is kicked Stone? All the others out. I don't know. I just got very, very old. You yeah. Know? Anyway, Mike McCready has revealed that the band's forthcoming album is oh, quote quite good. A lot heavier. Heavy. Oh, they are. That's such a classic thing. Hang on, hang it's on. It's like hang track on. three. A lot heavier than you'd expect. Well, I mean... Well, no, it depends what you'd expect, doesn't well, it? Well, I mean, I'd expect nothing, just dismal well, If I was expecting drill. another album load of Eddie Vedder ukulele songs, <laughs> then, yeah, it's probably heavier than that, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't really expecting anything. No, I was expecting them not to make any more albums. I was... I, I, my main thought was, so who what? cares? Yeah. No one's going to hear it, are they? And you want to know the reason why you say they all look a lot older? Here's the reason why they all look a lot older. <laughs> Because all of the grunge guys were sitting there during... They're all the same age as the hair metal guys. But they were all sitting there during hair metal going, Oh, boo-hoo, not, I'm not handsome enough. I'm not in... I, I, you know, my, I'm too bald to be in, in Motley Crue and I don't look good in spandex. Boo-hoo. And then grunge came along and... Threw them a lifeline. Threw them a lifeline. The miserable but the, but bastards. Yeah, exactly. But they're all the same age as everyone yeah. else. Well, Jeff Ament was a huge Maiden fan. Exactly. Of course he was. He would have liked to have been in Iron Maiden. He still he? would. Stone Gossard. His, like, the tragedy of Jeff Ament's life was that he played bass. Yeah. Otherwise, Other, because, if he'd been a singer, he could have been Because the Iron one Maiden. person who's never going to leave Iron Maiden. Absolutely. That takes the, the iron player. out of the maiden. It does, yeah. Without Ari, it would just be the maiden. Yeah. That's not well, good. I mean, that is one thing that wouldn't... It's a, here, here you go. It's like Steve Harris saying, I'd totally written the whole Iron Maiden album before I showed it to the rest of the guys. Yeah, see, I, I find exactly that... exactly it. No, no, I find that suspect. You <laughs> because Well, because know, it's like saying... Sometimes like he saying, lets Adrian Smith write one. It's No, it's like saying, um, I've written all this stuff... But I'm not going to play it to them until it's done, in case they say, yeah, but it's shit. <laughs> See, but that's just, that's, that's exactly just how I read that, it. That's exactly how you're thinking your last in line piece is going to go. Not you're going to send all. it in, they're going to go, this is... No, this no. is just shit. No, I, I see them getting the email with the story, sort of going, <laughs> guys, guys, it's gather in, round. It's, it's here. Finally, that first line, we walk to the witch. Yeah. What does it mean? Yeah. And I could tell you, but you're going to have to wait and read it, you see. So anyway, let me tell you more about Pearl Jam. Um, and this is also a bit that made me go, whew. Um, As it, have they said yet, oh, it sounds a lot more like 10, because that was the last album they anyway. No, i tell you what they have said it. is, it's, guess who it's been produced by? Oh, I bet it's Brendan O'Brien. No. Oh, no, it's not. Is Steve Albini still alive? Dude, you're going back 30 years. I'm talking fashionable producers oh, okay. now. I don't know any. We were talking about him in one of the Christmas pods. Not, not, not Mutt Wall. <laughs> <laughs> it really would be a lot who heavier. Produces this podcast. That would be a lot oh, heavier. I'm really sorry, guys. It was a good take, but you know, yeah. it's no, coming out Andrew the wrong speaker. Watt. Andrew Watt, you know, who did the Stones album, who did Ozzy, 
I've never who, heard of him. Oh, fuck off. I was telling you all about him over Christmas. Oh, I probably zoned out. Oh, oh you I'm zoned what, out. Because I, yeah, I was so interested in what you had to say about the producer of the Rolling Stones album. Well, you I brought it up. Like. You brought it up. I did not. You brought it up. You said Ginger really liked the Stones album and I didn't. And then you fucking landed me at it at the gig. <laughs> Ginger spends 10 minutes saying how wonderful the Stones album yeah, is. And I then you go, terrible. Mick thought it was shit, didn't you, Mick? <laughs> I'm sure, I'm, did I say that? And one of the reasons I thought it... Yes, one of the reasons I thought it was shit, shit is because they just got Andrew Watt in. It's just, he did Aussie. Right. This is who you bring in now. He is the mutt of the now. Right, right. The Brendan O'Brien of the, the yeah, new yeah. era. Brendan O'Brien for a few years. But, I mean, you know... Who was it before? Roy Thomas Baker, you know, one of those. Yeah, but... Uh, what were they called? In Roy the... Thomas Baker made it sound good. Andrew Watt makes it sound good. But Does he? the songs aren't there, you can't polish a turn, yeah. my friend. Anyway, so Pearl Jam have brought in Andrew Watt. And it's a lot heavier. Andrew, who also produced Dua Lipa. But see, that's the thing you've got to do, is when you've not got the songs, you just it's like Metallica... They'll they're, be next. I well, guarantee well, yeah, you, Metallica what, will get Andrew done it. They've already done it. They've done the thing where they've gone, the songs are just, yeah, essentially pastiches of stuff we've done before. Yeah. So all we're going to do is just make it incredibly heavy. Yeah. And then we'll go, oh, it's a return to our roots. Yeah. No one will buy it. And then we'll get yeah. Andrew Watt in yeah. and he'll just do his magic and we won't even sound like ourselves. It'll be like a fact. I, I did see over Christmas that stars turned 70 Lars Ulrich yeah well maybe it was Dude, 60 he hasn't turned 70 maybe it was 60 I can't remember he ha- I'm older than Lars was either 60 or 70 well it wasn't 70 oh okay I'd be surprised maybe it was James that's 70 I'd be surprised if it was James <laughs> are you alright there mate just having a laugh are you alright just having a laugh that's well, all you, there's nothing wrong with that you've got me looking now you've got me looking I think he was 60 in fairness Hang on, I'm going to tell you. Oh, Lats, that's not his name, is it? Because Lars. Because he, he was always known as Young Lars. He was born in dis, on Boxing Day 1963, so he turned 60 on Boxing Day. That was it. That was the story I saw. Yeah. Not 70. No, I thought it was, he I might thought that was a bit 70. old. But anyway, you mark he will, my words. He will soon be 70. He's now nearer, well, to, he's now nearer to 70 than 50. We've got another 10 years. Yeah, yeah, I think he's, he's got 10 but, years. But I think 50, that's long enough. But 50 was more than 10 years ago. So are you 60? No. Because you're definitely off. closer to 60, fuck aren't you? You are off. fucking way that's closer outrageous. to 60. That's outrageous. How dare you? I'm going home. So you're in your 40s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really? No. Really? You know. No, definitely yeah, not. Closer yeah. to 60. John <laughs> 60 Hotton. <laughs> Well, I'm cl- you're closer to it. Anyway, yeah. let me continue. That's known as the stars measure. It's a <laughs> mathematical formula. The stars measure. You tell me your age and I'll use the stars measure to, add to, tell, years you, to, to tell you which decade you're closest the to. Fuck, I only turned 62 weeks ago and <laughs> apparently he's 70 according to you. I said I'm he's nearer to 70. Hey, John, what's all this bullshit yeah. about me being 70 just because you're 60? See, that's the sort of thing he would phone up about. That's right. Yeah. I hope he does. Yeah. Right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, more news of up-and-coming, completely-blow-your-mind albums, Lita Ford, it says here, 
uh, is hoping <laughs> to, it, to release in 2024. Hoping to release her long. Oh, what? Oh, what my it? God. Oh, hang on. Can you do Sorry. Oh, hang on. Fucking. An emergency call, but it was the. You made me stop, and, and now you've made me go back. Very unprofessional. Not Sorry like that. No, it was just the bloody Vauxhall garage. I've had to edit uh, that bit that John went into after the Vauxhall garage because of some damning personal information <laughs> he accidentally revealed about the age. What car of... is it? You've, you've. It's a twenty-year-old. Is it now? Is it now? <laughs> it's what they call a classic. A classic. Car. It's yeah. a classic. It's a classic car. in the in Vauxhall's jalopy range. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas gifts for everyone. Right now, shut up. Uh, Back to Lita. Lovely Lita. And she's hoping that 2024... I'm hoping. We're all hoping. ...will see the release, it says here, of her long-awaited follow-up to 2012's... <laughs> ...Living Like a Runaway. 2012. She said she was, she was going to release the album in 2023, but she couldn't find all the pieces. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Couldn't find all the pieces. That's what she says. Couldn't find all the pieces. But she's so hoping she not, to find them in 24. Has she not released any albums since 2012? No, there was a, like a greatest hits in 2016. Yeah. But that was only two tracks. Sounds like she got the same sort of computer as you. You missed that one, didn't you? Yeah, I do. Because it's such an old joke. I mean, oh, it's an old yeah, joke. Yeah. Well, I'll have you know. I'll have you know. I would never say anything like that. And you put me up. To <laughs> Not it. about Lita. I'll tell you what my favourite track is on Lita Ford's Greatest Hits. Yeah, track three. Track yeah, three. Yeah. There you go. So um, she's hoping I... that will come out at some point in 2024, and I think that's a that's something we can hold on to as we look ahead to it would let's now. hope she finds those pieces i hope she finds yeah, those maybe pieces. maybe chris holmes has got some if we're going back wow. to 2012 okay okay yeah. right now speaking of fantastic new albums ace freely is about to release his new album well he's probably what he's probably done I, i'm this is just you wouldn't understand, but no. rock managers and so on. They, oh, they would I understand. See. He's probably just waited for the Kiss publicity to almost die away. So they've done all the stuff. Out. It's their last gig. You think, is Ace going to turn up at the last gig? I don't think he did, did he? He wasn't invited. And then they did the whole thing of we're going to become holograms and all the rest of it. Is Ace going to become one of the holograms? Don't think so. <laughs> but 
he's waited for that and then he's gone right bang now's my time while people are still thinking about kiss you see we'll get the news out there about my record you see john that's a very that? cynical it is but that's a very that? cynical point of view is is ace managed by doc mcgee or is he not allowed to manage ace as well uh, I don't think it's a case of being allowed. I think it's more a case we wouldn't want to. Because <laughs> I tell you who the last person I remember was the manager Johnny of Ace. Johnny Z. Johnny Z. Yeah, sadly the no late, longer with us. Great but the late, Johnny great Z. Johnny Z was Ace Freely's manager. I went to, me and Ray Palmer went to uh, New, New Jersey. Of course you did. To interview Ace. Of course Ace. you did. He's probably still down in the market doing his Metallica bootlegs. And we stayed at... Um, Johnny, uh, Z. Johnny Z's place, yeah, and Ace came to Johnny's place, yeah, and we had some face, the space Ace, space Give some Ace. face, Gave me at some Johnny face. Z's place, yes. yes, that's what you did. That was your first line sorted out, yeah. There you only go. only four thousand nine hundred and ninety <laughs> words to go. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, bash that out in a second with my AI. Um, right, so that's interesting. In fact, have you heard? Well, that, that was it. Hang on, no, no. The album's called 10,000 Volts. Oh, that's a good title, yeah. And... Uh, Do they still measure things in volts? I don't know. Are the kids going to know what volts are? That's my question, I suppose. And in November, he released the title track, 10,000 Volts, whatever they are, to <laughs> um, as a single. Well, I don't know, is 10,000 Volts a lot? That's, that's 10,000 volts, mate. Oh, that's quite good. Oh! That's as good as anything Kiss have done. Better. Probably. Has he still got his makeup on? Has he still got <laughs> his makeup on? Yeah. Funnily enough, that's a sensible, no. why not? That's a sensible there question. He is. There he is. Look. Yeah, but he's, he's more. Got a moustache that's and that sunglasses. could be anybody. That could be anybody. In, yeah, but it's not. It's Ace. Yeah, I know. But, it, but my point is, if he had the makeup on yeah. straight away, you would know it was Ace. Well, you see, those those of us that consider ourselves Ace aficionados, yeah, Aceonados, yeah, right. if yeah, you will. Yeah, we just have to hear. So when he. T- See? So when he turned up at Johnny Z's house, yeah. did he have his makeup on then? No. Oh. No, he didn't. Disappointing. No, no very disappointing. Yeah. But he did wear a big, like, cowboy handkerchief mask. Did he? No. See, I want to believe all these of things. Of course you do. Of course you do, little Johnny. Right. Um, my, my machine's going a bit weird, so I have to keep checking it. Now, listen, th- there is yet more. We've oh. got time for more? God, I, I think so. I don't know. Just you're going to love this. Okay. Now, you are going to well, love this. I haven't this. loved any of them so far. No, you're so going to love this, this one. Good. You're going to love this one. So, um, do you remember Ross the Boss? I do, of course. I Do I remember Ross the Boss? Of course I remember Ross the Boss. Who doesn't remember yeah. Ross the Boss? Yeah, Man of War, of course. I mean, I don't even need to say Man of War. But no. Man of War, yeah. Just say Ross the Boss. Ross the Boss, yeah. In an animal skin. Yeah. Yeah. And Drawing he was a, blood. As I remember, he was a right bastard as well. You know. Oh, like no. a you know, lovely no, man. But not, yeah, lovely man. But, you know, he was like... 
He looked muscly tough. and oh, a yeah. tough guy. Yeah. You know, yeah, you wouldn't want to mess with Ross but the he Boss. Had his, Hence his uh, his uh, rock name, Ross yeah, the Boss. His, his I call that his rock name. I call that his rock name. His handle. His rock, his rock handle, hand, yeah, yeah. His rock moniker, yeah. His rock alias, yes, yeah, yes. So anyway, Ross has been talking about the fortieth anniversary of um, Hail to England, maybe something like that, yeah. Um, and and I, and I love this because it's true. You know, they, he was saying in this interview that. Um, uh, when he was writing those classic songs with Joey DeMeo. Yeah. Joey DeMeo King of the bass. I mean, bass. Joey is the king of the bass. He is. He could play Flight of the Bumblebee faster than anyone else, which made him king of the bass. And he invented the Black Wind. He did. He did. Well, no, the Black Wind was created by all of Manowar, wasn't it? It wasn't just Joey. The I Black, think Joey the Black... might have something to say about that. Well, no, no, it was because the Black Wind came when, when you were <laughs> in between them when they were on stage that was the black wind that i'm I'm sure i've told you uh on the pod many times that um me crusher and malcolm dome went to the hammersmith Odeon. yeah when they did in like 84 yeah yeah the sound check specifically because they were gonna play the do the black wind you're gonna hear the black wind yeah yeah and we deliberately went and stuck our heads in the basement (sighs) yeah yeah that would have been quite ridiculous because i remember seeing Manowar at the Hammersmith Odeon. Not that tour, but another tour. And it, I, I mean, I know it's a it's a ridiculous boast because all you have to do is turn the equipment up as loud as you can. Oh, there's but more they, to it than but that, But they were the loudest band I, I have ever seen. Yeah. And it was ridiculous. And it was even more ridiculous because they were, I mean, their appeal by that point had become quite selective. More select. And the, only the stalls were open. <laughs> so, where, where did you see them? <laughs> Hammersmith oh. at the Odeon. And so the stalls were open. You know, I mean, on rare occasions they would close the circle if it hadn't sold very well. I think on this and occasion it wasn't that it hadn't it wasn't that it sold. hadn't sold. They, it just, they wanted they only more wanted, intimate. Yeah, they only wanted people in the stalls so you could hear the black wind. And I hear it was <laughs> ridiculously loud. Yeah. yeah. Well, you'll be pleased to learn that uh, Ross, in an interview over the Christmas period, um, and this is a direct quote he's talking about how with him and joey they could they just were naturally they were great teams psychic yeah yeah so this is a quote because joey and i it was never a problem with uh, sorry because sorry sorry (laughs) this is why you can't do 500 words on deal because you can't read i can't actually read that's that makes it more difficult can't speak so uh, I'll, i'll try and read this slowly between joey and i it was never a problem of songs. Yeah. People would call us the Lennon and McCartney <laughs> of metal See, songwriting. Uh, yes, I fully agree with that. I, I would have called them that. Can I just finish the quote? Because it, uh. it, it's quite funny. Between Joey and I, it was never a problem of songs. People would call us the Lennon and McCartney of metal songwriting. Because we did six records in six years. Yeah. You see, that is old school. That is old school. Tiny the, little qualifier here. The Beatles did six albums in their first three years. Just saying. Yeah, but they were only about four songs on them. I mean, that no, was what probably album, about 24. Yeah, well, yeah, but they li- only lasted like two minutes. 
Yeah, that's why there's 24 of them. Man of War songs last at least 10 minutes. Yeah, that's just the intro. That's that's even... That's before Eric Adams starts singing. They've been going for 10 minutes, mate. That's before Eric's even got his bare skin on. Exactly, yeah. Trailing blood. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I do recall, I do actually recall back in the 80s, uh, around the Kerrang office, uh, with youngsters such as yourself, saying to them, look, you've got to show Man of War respect. After yeah. all, Ross the Boss and Joey DeMeo the, are basically the Lennon, Lennon and McCartney Mac- yeah. of metal songs. That's why when they came into the office uh, when Kerrang was at Carnaby Street, me and Paul Elliott made a special cardboard arch that we fitted <laughs> over the door when they came up the stairs. Because you remember at Carnaby Street, you used to come up the stairs yeah. to get to Kerrang. And uh, we were playing their album. I think their album at the time was Triumph, The Triumph of Steel, which was like, yeah. yeah. And uh, we turned it up as loud as the stereo would possibly go. <laughs> so when they were walking up the stairs, they could hear it. And then they came through the arch. It was amazing. That's how people should come to the Kerrang office. Yeah, you just see people sitting there reviewing the singles or whatever. They want well, to be well, welcomed in. And also these Treated days, like the Lennon and McCartney of heavy metal songwriters. Exactly, which is what they were. Well, exactly what they were. Yeah. Um, but also... And that's the, when Jerry DeMeyer gave me personal organiser because he was so pleased with uh, his welcome. He gave you a personal... Yeah. Or, what was that? <laughs> he <did>. <laughs> Diary. <laughs> He said to me, little fucking I'm note sure note. I've said this. But no, no, he, he said they were standing at the Columbia, obviously. Bucket of the blood. Bucket of blood. Um, and he said, oh, come over, come over later. Because so me and Paul like, yeah, of course, yeah, let's go to the Columbia with Manowar. What could be better? <laughs> <laughs> so we go over there and um, uh, he goes, oh, yeah, he goes, we've got loads of these. And it was just when sort of electronic devices were coming in, so sort of pre-Blackberry or anything like that. Oh, pre- yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like an electronic version of a diary, essentially. And oh. you would use a little stencil pen to put your appointments in. It was like, what's this? What's this witchcraft? This is for me? I don't know if you gave Paul one as well. He probably did. So, yeah, gave, gave me a personal In the organizer. corner, a box promo organised. Did it have Man of War's logo yeah, yeah. on it? No, it didn't. No, no. I, I mean, that was the weird thing. It was like, I thought, okay, maybe like give us a Man of War t-shirt or something. No, have a personal organiser. Yeah, no, have a personal organiser. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Yeah. Okay. So I was now, into that. Absolutely. And, and to bring this podcast full circle, who is Joey DeMeo's cousin? Oh, come on. Uh, Surely this is in your book. Ronnie James Dio. Is Ronnie James Dio? Well, sort of his cousin, like he's related to Oh, kind of like a blood cousin. Yeah, no, no, no. Hunting cousin. No, no, no. What, Ronnie going hunting? Oh, yeah. He he, he had a very strong bow. Ronnie would wait back at the castle for the people to bring back the the haunch of venison or whatever. With Maid Wendian. Yeah. (laughs) And and his uh, drummer... Uh, Vinny Tuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, listen. Do we have time for any more? I don't know. Oh, for you, you, you've got the machine in front yeah, of it you. Doesn't say. All oh, right, one more. That's it, and then that's all they're getting. All right, all right, all right. Now, another megastar over Christmas who has been looking back at his storied career, specifically an album, is. Former Judas Priest guitarist Kenneth KK Downing. Yeah. Now, 
uh, over Christmas, he shared... Is the, he still he's still former, is he? He's not gone back into them? No, well, he'd love to, obviously. Yeah. But no, they won't have him. Oh, really? Well, Glenn's <laughs> not in it either, is he? Yeah, but Glenn's not in it for health reasons. He still plays the odd show. Yeah. KK, yeah. it's the same. It's, it's, it's the band's mental health. That's why right. I want him back. And I think it's like if Glenn can't be in it, he can't be in it. And okay. That's what you said anyway. I don't what, I think what about rubbish. Rob? Is Rob allowed to be in it? <laughs> or is it just uh, other people who are literal Kens? No, yeah. no, 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 no. Anyway, KK. There's KK, there's oh, Glenn. Sh- no, shut up, There's shut up. Rob and then there's Ken and then there's Ken. Very true. Uh, it's all beyond my Ken. Yeah. Ha ha! Hey, boom! So, KK shared a new video message <laughs> in which he was reflecting on Priest's classic album, Defenders of the Faith. Yes. Because it came out yes. in '84. So this year it'll be 40 years old. Yeah. 40 years old. Almost impossible to think of that. Amazing. Anyway, uh, he, uh, uh, he's 72 now, uh, KK. Like that. And, and the video message begins, Hello everyone, it's KK here. Just checking in because today is a very... Sp- he's been listening to the pod. Today is a very special yeah. day. It is exactly 40 years since the release of Defenders of the Faith. I think this is probably one of my favourite albums, and then he lists some of the all-time classic tracks. I mean, John, who could forget Rock Hard, Ride Free? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That became your motto, I think, didn't it, as a kid? Well, I I, I always sort of thought maybe they'd overheard me use the phrase or something, because it seemed coincidental. That it was my motto, and that's right. It appeared on Defenders of the Faith. I, I, I remember Jeff Barton would go, "John, what's this rubbish you've just written?" And you'd say, <laughs> "Jeff, rock hard, ride free." Well, at least I did actually send something in there. <laughs> now, rock hard, ride free. I know that was your favourite, John, but my favourite from that classic Priest album was, and who can ever forget, "Some Heads Are Gonna Roll." Yeah. Nah, eh? Hey, hey! Yeah, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's a classic yeah. priest. Oh yeah, moment. Yeah. And, and who can forget the sentinel? Some hits a good roll. Oh no, I do remember the sentinel. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. Go on. I, I don't remember how it goes, but well, I we love the, your singing. I remember the title. We, we had we had people sending in comments about your singing. I know, even nice ones. You know. <laughs> so anyway, there is more. Oh, sorry. So KK says, uh, yeah, killer. Really full-on metal. Yeah. I think we can all get behind that. Yeah, I do get behind that. We do get behind that. And uh, there's a lot more to discuss, obviously, but we're out of time. We'll leave that until next time. We'll leave that until next time. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, readers. Thank you. It was lovely to be back for a new year, and I wish you all a very prosperous one. We wish you well. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. How do I stop this, Fern? 